This week's podcast is all about big lifting. We've got Niall Wogan with us, the CEO and Director of Verd Fitness. How are you, mate? All good. Thanks for having me. Hey, anyone who makes gym equipment is a good man, if you ask me. Gotta love this one. This will be fun. Welcome to the Body Science Podcast. As always, the information contained in this podcast is for the information purposes only and is not designed to diagnose or be prescriptive to treat, prevent, or manage any injury, disease, or other health-related condition. Welcome to Body Science HQ, the world of fit, happy, healthy. And I'm going to throw on the end of that, we're going to throw some fitness equipment on the end with the man who started Verve. How are you? All good. Yeah, so it's nice to get you on. And you've got me. Pretty cool story about the fitness journey. Yours is new, isn't it? You you were just showing me a picture of a factory back in... 2019? Yeah, and there was not a lot in it. No. <laughs> no. And you've just opened up a new factory on the Gold Coast? Yeah, yeah. And uh, why did you pick the Goldie as a place to land to start a fitness brand? Yeah, you, know, you look at all the places in the world, Goldie's right up there. You know, you got the beach, you got good lifestyle, and a great place to, to raise a family. There's really good fitness culture out here. Yeah. You know, it's a big fitness center. And did you have a background in fitness before you started? Yeah, look, I've been working out since I was a teenager and, you know, through the years, um, you know, all the interest in working out. And so are you new to the Gold Coast the last couple of years? Or yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. you've come over from? From Ireland. Uh, look, this I is the- I did pick a little bit of an Irish <laughs> accent up there. I wasn't going to throw it out there in case I got it wrong though. Look, this is the fourth continent I've lived in. Yeah. I've lived in Germany. I've lived in South Africa. I've lived in LA yeah. and now Gold Coast. And so how do you just go and lease a factory and, and do gym equipment? Was that your background? Yeah, well, I started up back in Europe, back in Ireland. And back in 2017, we got it going there. Mm-hmm. And Same then, brand name? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And then coming out to um, Australia, we kicked off in 2019. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. And for all those people out there that want to be your competitor in the future, because we like to give them a little bit of advice every now and then, what was the big turning point for you on going from an open factory to a brand that is leading the way in fitness in Australia? Just doing the simple things well. And most importantly, being customer obsessed. Yep. So it's all about the customer. Um, you know, every time we've got a difficult decision to make and we're like, oh, what do we do? Do we do this? You know, I say, okay, let's take a stop. How does this affect the customer? What's going to make the customer really happy? And all, you know, the major decisions are driven by how do we have delighted customers? And that, that, that's the guiding principle. Yeah. And who are your customers? What type of people are your customers? Oh, it ranges from, you know, um, commercial gyms mm-hmm. um, to, you know, PTs opening their first studio to CrossFit boxes, pretty much any type of gym. Yeah, nice. And, and what's your favorite type of gym? I know you probably don't want to say it because every gym is a good gym. But Yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> they're all good. Yeah, they're all good. <laughs> We're taking the safe bet. We'll sit on the fence for a bit longer. So let's rip in. You're, you're a massive person on company culture and how to, create a, how to create a great culture. And that's something dear to my heart. And um, it's uh, something I know that I'll never get 100% right because I don't believe there's an exact answer here. But let's, what, why is company culture so important to you? Well, first of all, on company culture, you know, I hadn't met you before. And I asked around, you know, this guy, Greg Young, I'm, you know, going to go out and meet him. And, you know, what's he like? And uh, I hear, wow. What I hear about is this guy is a legend on company culture. <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious. It's like, wow, he is legendary. Yeah. on company culture. But look, to, to answer your question, you know, it's Peter Drucker has that saying, culture eats strategy for breakfast. Yeah, nice. Uh, uh, you know, um, but, you know, strategy is important, culture is important. And, you know, y- you want um, your your place to be a good place to work. Yeah. And you want to get the results that you intend and culture helps that happen. And do you find with, I don't know, do you, do you employ a lot of millennials? Yeah. Yeah. How's he, how's that going with culture? Like they, they dead set want to know everything about 
you before they actually invest in you. I mean, I, I we, we're piled high here with me, and I love it because it really it's so not me. You know, I mean, I'm 52 years old now, so for me to go to look back and go, wow, which cow did we get that uh, that protein from? I'm just going to run back and find out because this person's asked me like, what farm and what was the name of the cow. I'm not taking the piss out of millennials, but they do really want to know a lot, and it's really hard to to form a great culture of trust. And, I, and to, to me, culture is trust. Like if you feel safe and trusted, you're going to build a culture. You're not going to be afraid not to answer. You're not going to be afraid to offer suggestions. You're not going to be afraid to do all the things you do. And while it's really hard to sometimes not want to micromanage millennials, because sometimes you go, we can do this way quicker if we just push forward a bit. It's from a cultural perspective, that's the worst thing you can do. And so with culture, what are some of the things that it's not? Like, let's start there. Like for you, like what's not good culture? Well, yeah, I suppose what is culture again? So people will think uh, culture is, you know, uh, do you have perks in the office? Yeah. You know, do you are you allowed to take the dog? Are you, you know, have you got a ping pong table? So a lot of people think culture is perks. Yes. Um, but really, it's about what you do and how you behave. Yes. Um, so you know, you can have, you can say, oh, I value this, but. It, doesn't mean much relative to what actually happens. So, you know, I value only eating the perfect food all the time and I can put that as a value up on the wall. But, you know, (laughs) if what I do is the opposite, that's what matters. Yeah, absolutely. So culture is very much about what you do day to day, you know, when when things are tough. And do do you struggle with culture and customer? No, they're, they're very much uh, entwined. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the culture you build will uh, determine how the customer is treated. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, nice. So did you have some great learnings on the way to starting Verve where you came across bad culture that gave you the, the, the handbook for your culture? Like it's it's really easy to say, we want to have a good culture. You get someone in for two weeks, you do a couple of this and that's and stuff and you walk away from it as an owner and go, oh, I did that, that they're cool for the other 50 weeks of the year. And that doesn't happen. That doesn't work. We both know that. And I experienced some really poor cultures in my journey getting to where I am. I, I worked in chartered accounting for a while. Six minute timesheets, that sucks culture like you would not believe. But those brands are all very different now. Like they are leading the way in, in these areas. Did you have an experience on your way through that really set that I'm never going to be like that when I do what I do? Absolutely. Look, I, I've worked in a lot of different companies in a lot of different uh, countries, continents. And, uh, you know, one company I worked in, um, they've got over 100,000 employees in. You wow. Know, in 100 countries and um, I was the global marketing manager at the time for one of the divisions and I wanted to get a very simple thing done, a very simple improvement and I had to go through the office in Switzerland where I had to get approval from Helsinki. It was just, you know, soul destroying, trying to get something simple done and I was like, well, I want to never work again in a place that's like that. Um, And do you run a fairly agile business model? We aim to, yeah. So one of the things about fast growth is, you know, creating a culture where people can just get on with it. Um, so, you know, I've worked in cultures where, you know, things are, are micromanaged. And, you know, sometimes as a CEO, <laughs> you know, it's it's very tempting for any CEO. <laughs> yeah, shouldn't laugh there, but I'm, I'm laughing. I know what you're saying, yeah. And uh, I can't say I've always avoided that. Yeah. Um, but I think to build a culture where people can just get on with it is really important. Um, so one thing that happened to us this year was we got certified uh, as a great place to work. Wow, well done. Yeah. Um, so what was that process? There's there's a company called, it's an international organization called Great Place to Work. Yeah. And, um, you know, they send an anonymous survey to all the staff, you know, 
from the office, show you know, sales, warehouse, um, with a lot of questions. And, uh, you know, as you're reading down through the questions, you're like, oh, do we really score high on that? <laughs> <laughs> um, and you've got to get a, a, a certain score. Uh, and then, uh, you know, you, then you're a certified great place to work. And how do you deal with when people are, I mean, obviously when you give people um, the ability to remain anonymous, it's really easy for some people to go, oh, I hate it when that prick is to me three weeks ago. I'm going to burn him right now. <laughs> how, how did you get through that? How big's your team? There's almost 40 of us now. Wow. Well done. Congratulations. That's a lot more than that first photo you showed yeah. me. <laughs> so how, how do you get around that side of culture where not everybody's on the same bus? One of my favorite sayings is from Jack Welsh, the ex-CEO of General Electric. And, you know, he always asked the question, what's the reality? Nice. And I ask myself that all the time. What's the reality? So, yeah, if there's feedback that's not the way you want, it's still, what's the reality? Because when you know the reality, then you got a starting point to build from. But if you don't know the reality, you know, you can't diagnose the issue and then act accordingly. Yeah, nice. It's really interesting. Um, Sheree, our general manager, got picked up to do a CEO masterclass. So she got picked out of a heap of people to do it. And one of the things she's doing now is cultural pieces. And she hit, and it's pretty much a green. You sat through it. I think, yeah, Ash, who's our production person here. It's a, a green, yellow, red system. And it's mixed team. So you can't, you don't get that team bias. And it was really interesting for her to go through the results of that versus because Nathan and myself, who were the directors of the company, we did it first. And it was really interesting to hear what people said about our thoughts on culture and where we're at versus where they thought we were at. And I think it's really good that there are sherees in businesses that bring that alignment in and, and bring that back because it is really easy to stretch that over time. And, and once you get to a certain level, I think it's very hard to come back for a brand without a total clean out. And who wants to do a total clean out? That's not my idea of fun. Yeah. That's, you know, I love the people we work with. And so let's pull that back to company values versus company virtues. Like what, what are your thoughts here? Yeah, it's like I was saying where, you know, you can have all these values and, you know, anyone can write the values yeah. on the wall. But, you know, the, the virtues are what you actually do. Yeah. So, you know, I think a lot of culture comes down to how do you behave when the boss isn't there? And it's, you know, the, the culture and the virtues are a guide for, for how you do things day to day. So in some cultures, you know, in some companies, you know, doing a pretty good job is all right. Some companies doing an average job is all right. But then in some companies, no, you got to do a great job every time. You got to make it exceptional. Yeah. And, you know, that that's culture. It, it guides the level you do things to. Um, and it guides, it, it, it guides so many things. So for example, there was a, one time a supplier, we, we unloaded a container and we realized it was like $5,000 more goods on the container than we had paid for. Yep. And, um, you know, the, one of the girls that looks after a procurement, she came to me and said, hey, Niall, what do we do? Um, you know, do we go back and, you know, tell the supplier about this? And, you know, it's very easy for people to think, oh, yeah, they let us down on this, they let us down on that, we got to compensate. Yeah, it's you, a balance, yeah. You, you can rationalize things very easily if you want to. And I'm like, no, you do the right thing. And it's like, so go back and tell them they delivered an extra $5,000 goods yeah. and make the payment like, yeah. Um, but, you know, it's not just about that instance. It's about everyone in the company knowing that you do the right thing. That's what you do, yeah. And that, that, just filters right throughout the organization. So, you know, nobody is in any doubt as to how to handle a situation. And it comes back to what you do when the boss isn't there. 
Yeah. You do the right thing. No, you don't try and, you know, skimp the supplier. So you treat the supplier well. And then, you know, every you treat the customer well. We treat each other well. And it, it, it's very holistic. Oh, that's stronger words than people that are listening probably appreciate right now because that is 100% the reason why there's longevity in business. You know, we, we deal with so many people. These And I mean, COVID's really opened up the curtains on what you're talking about there. Like people said agile businesses are the ones that have survived. I think it's the ones with virtues, good, solid virtues are the ones that have survived because they're good to the people they deal with. They're good to the people in and out of the, the business. And yes, we have we had to be agile during COVID. But your your fitness industry, half the fitness industry, has made more money than they ever had. The other half has nearly gone broke. And I think a lot of that's to do with those virtues of, of how you act and what you do. Like when when COVID first came on, we turned on or everything we could. We put cooking classes on, training classes on, all free. Eight pretty much ran a TV channel. Eight eight sessions a day, every day. Something we'd never done. The whole team just opened their arms up and said, let's do that. And at the other end of that, we don't do that anymore. Like we, we do one a week or two a week now type thing. But during that period there, it wasn't about us. It was about everyone who was stuck at home. And, you know, I look at what's happening in Victoria again this week. It's just devastating. And it's devastating lives and people. And it's really nice to hear, um, to sit across from someone who's talking like you do, because I just don't hear it enough these days. You know? Well, look, we we sat down and we started, you know, we had an offsite meeting and we discussed these things all the time. And we talked about, you know, what are our virtues? What are the things we want to um, to live by day to day. You know, coming to work for a lot of people, Monday to Friday, coming to most of your waking life is at work. So you want to enjoy it. You want to yeah. be happy. So it's really important to talk about these things. So, you know, we wrote down six different things that we currently see as our virtues. You know, first thing we wrote down was caring. So, you know, we care about the work we do and who we do it with. Yeah. You know, average is not the standard. Uh, we're professional and, and passionate about doing exceptional work that has an impact. I love so that. So caring. Yeah. Everything we do, we want to care about it. Yeah. Um, any piece of work we care, we care about the customer, we care about the supplier, we care. Um, candid, you know, we want to respectfully say what needs to be said, um, even if it's something someone doesn't want to hear. Now, that's the hard one. It's very easy to go and give, um, you know, positive feedback. Greg, you did a great job. Well yeah. done, mate. Um, it's much more difficult to to give feedback that's not positive because people will take it personally. So, you know, I, I talk all the time about it's really important that as a company, we can be candid with each other. We can say what we mean. Yeah. So let's say, for example, um, let's say, you know, if I said, Greg, the quality at work wasn't great. There's different ways you could respond to that you could say oh that guy no at least i had to get me I, yeah i could just tell the way he looked at me last week he's not quite a and you can build a story and these are the conversations i have with the rest of the team so i say you know i could give feedback about that work wasn't the standard the person can go and build a story and they make a mountain out of a molehill or they can say you know what he said the quality of that work wasn't good okay the quality of that work wasn't good that's it yes. there's no story okay let's find out why yeah um how do we improve it and as a team we've all got to learn to get better at that um to just look at it look at it the the fact as or not the, the, the opinion I guess as it is uh, without building a story behind it and you know as, as we looked at our six virtues we, we wrote down I thought candid was one we needed to work on more because like it's that. it's all it's very easy to give the good feedback but it's hard to uh, give the difficult feedback and accept it um, and for me too you know yeah both ways <laughs> yes, yes very much so yeah um so yeah uh, caring candid and um, resourceful 
um, you know, we, we want to do more with less. And we've uh, an unusual rule in, in the company. You know, we don't buy office pens. <laughs> it's like I've always had a big drawer of pens at home <laughs> in a bottom drawer. And I'm all the time like I have all these pens. And I, I, I want to instill into the company that we don't want to spend money unless we have to. So if I've got a big drawer of pens at home, I'll bring them in. I'll leave them on my desk. Anyone can come and take one. We don't buy pens. Yeah. And it's like coat hangers at home for me. <laughs> <laughs> but they just appear. <laughs> you know, it's not not because we can't afford, you know, a few cents to buy a pen, but it's driving home the mentality that as a culture, we look at how can we solve a problem without spending money? Yeah. Now, obviously, be lots of times you need to spend money to solve a problem, but culturally, how can we look at to avoid spending money unless we absolutely have to? Yeah. So we're keeping um, more money in the cost in, in the company to, you know, do a better job with product, do a better job with customers, do a better job with our team. Um, and we don't like wasting. So resourceful is one of them. Another one we wrote down is humble. Um, you know, can you think of any uh, company you've dealt with where the the you know, the representative was arrogant or the whole tone of the company was arrogant and you liked dealing with, you know? Mm. So as companies get more successful, you know, wh when the company starts off, you're a small player and you don't get respect from anyone. Yep. You know, every supplier, vendor you go to, they don't give you respect. So you battle hard, your team does well, you all fight together and you grow and you start to gain more respect. The danger is that you start to lose uh, that humility. Um, and then you're not as pleasant uh, a place for customers to come and deal with. So we talk about this, that we're, you know, we're doing really well. We're getting some phenomenal feedback, lots of things going really well. But we say all the time, we need to stay humble um, and just really care for our customer. I truly love that. Another one is um, happy. So like I said, from, um, you know, Monday to Friday, uh, mostly awake in life is at work. So we want to be happy yeah. and we just want to enjoy that work environment. And that, that, that's a really big one. And, you know, we're always looking of things we can do to make work more, more enjoyable. Uh, look, work has to get done, mm. uh, but it has to be a really good environment. There was a, a new team member joined us a couple of months ago and she had recently, she worked for one of the bigger hotel chains. Um, and, you know, after a couple of days, we said to her, hey, you know, what, what's your first impression working here? And she was like, oh, I was a bit shocked. And I was like, well, what do you mean you're a bit shocked? I came into the office and people had smiles on their faces. <laughs> and yeah, people were, you know, people oh, were working hard. Were getting on. And I love that. she said, I thought about where I've been working the last few years. And I said to myself, where have I been all my life? I so look, are we all happy, smiley all the time? Nah, no, no, nobody is. Um, but just as, as a general office and work environment, um, that, that's what we aim for. And that's something we put down as a virtue we want to have. And then, you know, more professional one, disciplined, you know, we're, we, we want to be disciplined, persevere through and get things done. So yeah, we, we talk about things and th those guide our behavior. I say to the team, you know what, this guide guides who joins the team and it guides who stays in the team. Absolutely. So, so important. So, you know, as we are um, even interviewing people, you know, I'm mentally running down through our, our list of virtues in our in my head and wondering, you know, how do the score on each one? I interviewed a guy last week and he actually used, he, he wouldn't have seen this anywhere, but he, he like used almost one line straight from it. <laughs> and I was like, wow, yeah. Look, I knew he was going to be a good fit anyway. But it's good to have a guide of the type of person that comes into your company. Now, obviously, we want a lot of diversity because you need a lot of different opinions um, to, to make the best decisions. Um, but the, the virtues guide us. 
If you're looking to build a state-of-the-art showroom and you're looking for fitness equipment, have a chat to the guys at Verve. Why would we, why would we pick Verve equipment? We got, in simple terms, it's really good quality, absolutely amazing service. There you go. You heard it from the man who is the CEO. And if you're not getting that, I believe you can contact him. And if you're looking to find out what they do, get on board at Verve underscore fitness and check it out on Instagram. What's some of the things you're looking at to improve your culture? Like, do you, have, you obviously have an ongoing, always-on program in place. Did you set those values yourself or did you do that as a team or how, how did that start? I originally started off some of it and then the, the team contributed. Um, yeah, nice. But look, really, I'm, I'm talking about culture here, but there's a whole team uh, that gets credit for this, yeah. not me. So it's something that's very important to us. You know, we, we talk about culture every week and, you know, what we can do to improve it and make it better. Yeah, that's great. It's great to hear people that care about it. So many times now when we deal in business, we go, what just happened to basic customer service? What happened to returning a phone call? What happened? And I shouldn't throw too many rocks in that area because <laughs> it's not my skill set, but there's people in place to make sure those things happen. And it's just really interesting when you, because we, we deal with a lot of big companies in, in our business now, and it's it's amazing that they think it's okay not to, to continue um, the process of good business. And it just impacts culturally what you think of that brand, what you think of what it must be like to work there, what you think of they've got to get out of bed every day and their why must just be so, I just don't have anywhere else to go just yet, but I'll be there soon. You know, yeah. like, And you've got, a, you've got a room full of people that think like that. It's really nice to hear, and actually it's refreshing to hear what you're saying about your brand. And I, it's something I wasn't aware of. And I, and I love the fact we've had this chat too. And I think people listening are going to go, that's a really cool brand. So be careful because you might find yourself getting a few emails now with people <laughs> looking for jobs. What type of jobs can you get at Verve? Like, what, what do you guys, what type of roles do you run there as a, as a business? You know, since we started, we're pretty much always hiring. You know, if someone's smart, that's a good fit comes along, you know, we, we've, we've found roles. You know, one guy came along more recently, he applied for one role and he was actually more suited to a completely different role that didn't even exist. Yeah, nice. <laughs> so um, we created a new role for him because that's where he would shine. Yeah. That's where he would excel. So it, it's very much about, you know, it's almost like a football team. Mm -hmm. You know, you want your, you know, the great players to shine in their best position. That's, you know, I, I use football analogies yep. all, all the time. Um, and, you know, one, another thing we talk about in, is decision making. How decision making happens in a company very much affects the culture. You know, there's you could say there's three main ways this, this decisions can get made. One would be, you know, dictator. The boss just says, this is my decision, my way or the highway, take it or leave it, it's done. It's very efficient. It's very fast. <laughs> but it can very often be a lot be of onboarding. <laughs> <laughs> um, it can very often be the wrong decision because the, the CEO or the, the leader may have a somewhat blinkered view. Um, another way of making decisions is everybody gets a say yeah. as a committee and almost like everybody gets a vote and you know we're not going to make a decision until every almost we got a consensus and you know when they've done studies they found people that drives people mad just make a decision get on with it and um, people almost prefer the, the dictator approach just make the decision get on with it yep. rather than this laborious drive us all crazy trying to reach consensus and then the, the third way of making decisions would be say there's the leader of a group and you know she or he will take input from everybody um, take the input from everybody and then uh, make a decision yep. um, and that will tend to work best in business. Yeah, it's very similar how we work here. Lucky Ash nodded then. Thought I might have made a mistake then when I said that. <laughs> <laughs> it, no, it's really good. If people are looking for some um, equipment off you, verbfitness.com.au. 
Yep, that's uh, it. And, and you sell direct to consumer? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Are you retailed at all? Yeah, we've got a big retail store in Upper Coomera. Yeah. Uh, we dispatch the same day. Any orders come in before 12 p.m., we got it. We get them out the same day. Yeah, nice. You guys look after a lot of footy teams too, don't you? We get a lot of gear going out. We've yeah. got thousands and thousands of customers, you know, football clubs, rugby, um, gyms all over. Yeah, yeah, nice, nice. So what about your Insta? Are you, are, you on, are you on Instagram at all? Yeah, well, look, uh, the Verve Instagram is, is the one I'd most use so that's verve underscore fitness yep yeah nice look it's really nice having you on it's been a great having a chat i've really is there anything you want to add at the end of this like uh any final words for us people in fitness that can change our lives one, one more thing to add on culture yep. so when it comes to decision making it, it's very important that uh, we, we use something called disagree and commit so for example let's say you've got a, a meeting with your senior team and you got the, the warehouse manager, for example, and let's say there's a decision been kicked around the table that's going to affect all the warehouse guys. And, uh, you know, let's say the, the warehouse manager argues against it, but the way the decision goes, best for the company, you know, if he goes back to the team and says, oh, yeah, look, guys, I've got to give you some news here. This decision was made at the senior table and we got to do it. And look, I fought against it, but we just got to go along. That can be uh, the way things happen in a lot of companies. Mm, exactly. As in Easy to do too. Very easy to do. Almost mm. people will naturally do it because they fought against it. And, you know, what happens? The Not only is the, the leader of, say, for example, in that case, the warehouse, disenfranchised but his his or her team are disenfranchised because now they're thinking wow I'm working for someone who doesn't really have any say in things so it's even worse than I thought so something we talk you know that that kills the culture of a company mm. absolutely kills it so we talk about disagree and commit so like you know we, we have a meeting you know we're kicking something around the table and you you might disagree argue fight as much as you want um, but once the decision's made we all got to commit so you go back to the team and this is the reasoning you're going to explain and there's no oh I argued against this that's it and that kind of keeps us all uh, as a cohesive unit that's really strong words for people out there who are listening to actually digest that because that's probably the knowledge bomb of the chat so far when it comes to understanding how to work in that team environment and keeping that culture positive and that i'm really glad you added that on the end here because that's that's uh something worth listening to and one more thing is the importance of input uh, from everyone uh, well, when relevant. Yep. So, for example, one of my favorite lines of a book, I don't know if you've, you've heard of Ray Dalio. No. Really successful guy in, in the USA, one of the biggest hedge funds in the world, probably the largest private hedge fund in the world, um, known for a really amazing company culture. Um, I think he's like the 78 richest guy in the world, but super smart, really good guy. The first line of his main book called Principles is, I'm a dumb shit who doesn't know much relative to what I need to know. I think about that line all the time. <laughs> So <laughs> I do. So I keep reminding myself, you know what? I work with a great team and they can see so much more than I can. And it's very important to get input from the rest of the team. Will I always agree with it? No. Will it always be right? No. But I think as, as a culture, and I, I want this to be right throughout the company, that, you know, in, the leader of any team takes input from the team because you can't make the best decision until you see all the angles. Mm -hmm. And as the leader of a team, you're very often not seeing an angle. You might be seeing a helicopter view, but, you know, the people at a different level are going to see much more than you. Um, they'll see things you can never see and you got to get that input. Um, so again, I remind myself every day, I'm a dumb shit who doesn't know much relative what I need to know. Um, and I just keep reminding myself that and um, hoping the team has great input. That is awesome. I want to quit body science and come work with you. <laughs> I love it. Look, one of my attitudes is... I almost, I, I feel lucky coming to work. I, I, literally, I'm driving in in the morning and I'm thinking, wow, I get to, to, to work with all these great people in here and they're going to know how to figure stuff out. 
<laughs> you know, and all these problems will pop up. And yeah, look, I'll, I get right in there. Um, but what I most love is when when the team comes up with way better solutions than I could have. So I'm all the time looking to hire people much smarter than me, um, way better solving problems. And, you know, previously, I or probably at times still, as a CEO, you can micromanage and I get right into the detail. But I love when the team uh, do a much better job than I ever could have. It's, it's so satisfying. It is. I totally agree with you. 100%. Yeah. 100%. Any tips on any new new gear coming out? Anything we need to know about in the industry that we haven't heard of? I just get excited every day. We've got some really cool gear coming out. We, we have a new designer. We're, we're just going through the whole IP process at the moment. Yeah. So can't say a whole lot about it. But we're really focusing on building products we're really proud of. Yeah, nice. So any, anything that's coming out, are we really proud of that? Um, you know, will, will the customer love having that? Our, our, my attitude is... Um, you know, the customer should be, be benefiting from the product almost, bef- you know, as they open it, they, they know it's so well built that they're excited opening the carton. They open it. It's really well finished. It's really well built. You take it out, you start using it. And because it's such a great piece of equipment, you're going to use it more. Yeah. You know, if, if you've got something that you love and something that's just okay, the piece that you love, you're going to use more. Absolutely. So, you know, I, I'd like to think that we, we're going to make our gear so good that people will work out more um, and, and to get a benefit that way. Awesome. I'm resigning tomorrow and I'm going to come and apply for a job. I'll pack boxes. I'll start at the bottom. You watch. <laughs> Thanks for coming on. It was really nice to have you on board. I, I really, I've heard a lot about you. I mean, your brand is synonymous with quality and I congratulate. I, I didn't know you designed on the Gold Coast. So that, that was really cool to find out in this. And uh, it's really good to see uh, Australian brands kicking goals. Yeah. And we're making Australian made here as well. So you are, are you? We are, yeah. Yeah, yeah. nice. Yeah, we're making it happen. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, it's good to hear. Thanks for coming on board. Once awesome. I know I've said that a few times. I'm yeah. really it was really great to meet. No, thanks for having me. Not a worry.